And welcome back to Survivor Hot Takes. It is me, Ghost Drew, joined as always by Emily. Hello. Uh, and today we are joined by Ryan, uh, aka Egg and Cheese Enjoyer. Uh, Ryan, welcome to the show. Thank First you. question, as always, uh, season 42 hot take. My hot take for the season is that while I am an Egg and Cheese Enjoyer and a Jonathan Enjoyer, I am not a Marianne Enjoyer. So I am not a Mary Stan. She's just I can't believe that you're dead me. to me. Can you believe that we're five seconds in and you're dead to me already? I know. <laughs> what, what 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 are what are your issues with with Marianne? Is Marianne yeah, the, the player us. or Marianne the character? <laughs> well, I'm sure I'm sure Marianne the person is like the best person ever. Like, but as a player, I feel like her attitude is a bit overbearing, and I feel like she's just really grating to be around. Like, if if as a viewer you can get kind of like overfed with her, I feel like I can't even imagine how they must be feeling living with her like all day. So, right. so can I ask you like, why, what, what about her do you think that's gotten her to stay this long as opposed to everyone else? Like, why hasn't she been public enemy number one yet? Well, I feel like they're just people with bigger targets. I mean, as I see it right now, she's kind of like just the appendage of the Taku three that mm -hmm. she was supposed to be the next to go. I'm sure she would have gone had they gone to their tribal, but she didn't. And now I feel like Vati and Ika both have bigger targets on their mind from their old tribes that they want to get rid of first. So I think she's just kind of been lucky that she's been kind of just pulled into this, even if she's not officially part of the majority, she's kind of just been ushered into their majority without really being noticed. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I actually, I, I am really impressed. I know that I really don't talk about Marianne that much, um, especially like on, on this, just because I feel like I'm, I'm more focused on just like the, the pinnacle moments. And I think that Marianne's done a really great job at having like a really big personality, but also as a, um, as a strategist, being able to stay underneath the radar, which I think is just a very interesting dichotomy, a big word dichotomy. Can you guys believe at this time on a Monday? Um, but so that, that really surprises me. Um, and I, do you think that her personality is going to be something that will, will actually serve instead as something that people are going to want to carry her to the end though, just because she is not someone that, people like quote unquote want to be around like using your logic. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like, I feel like she is somebody that people would want to string along just because they feel like, you know, who would want to vote for her. But I feel like if she does get to the end, she has a very strong case, especially with her game, like a story outside the game. And also like if she brings up her whole underdog story and like using emotions to an advantage and how like, you know, people look down on her, I feel like she'll definitely have a case, but it's just about getting there. And I feel like along the way, it's going to be a tough road for her. But if she gets there, I think, She'll be in a good spot. Yeah. And Do I think, think we're oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm talking too much. Go ahead. Uh, if they end up deciding to start targeting the 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 Taku the Taku folk, um, I feel like Marianne at this point uh, probably would be not the target anymore. They I feel like they are, would firmly go after Jonathan yeah. or uh, Omer. And if that's the case, let's say two of the four go home. And Marianne gets to the end, it'll just be like, hey, y'all were targeting our crew at some point during the merge. And all of a sudden, now I'm still sitting here at the end. Y'all couldn't get yeah. me. Uh, whether it's because you decided you wanted to drag me along, cool. But you didn't finish the job yeah. because I'm still here. Um, and I think the cool thing, too, with Marianne is, like, her strategy is different than any other strategy that we've ever seen before. I think that, like, she even said to, like, herself... 
like the, even that that uh, look at me using emotions as a weapon i don't think that we've ever seen that in survivor history to the same degree as marianne plays like i can't even think of a parallel you know what i mean um so i think that her being able to utilize like that sort of emotional appeal um even like she, what she did with um with the rice you know like she cried and omar was like okay fine i'll step you know and i think that that in itself like and omar is a rock he is a strategic and just emotional rock and so i think that she really has a way to really pull in enough numbers that are going to be able to support her and cushion her until she gets to the end but i don't know I, i'm just i could go on a whole spiel i i don't know where i'm talking i don't know what do you think everyone Wait, you i feel like with the rice situation, I'm going to be honest, I feel like she was crying in the moment because she was, like, genuinely, like, upset. And then, like, in a confessional, she kind of had to, like, back that up. Which, I mean, like, I understand. But I feel like at the same time, you like how you said how she's using, like, her emotions as a weapon. We've seen a lot of people get to the final three and say they use emotions as a weapon. And then they get absolutely tear apart by the jury. I mean, obviously, she's doing it a lot better than they are. But I feel like, you know, we've seen that as a, as a very... Miss has a very commonly failed strategy in the past. Yeah. Often the we've also kind of seen like, it. Yeah. yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm just like, um, we've also seen it like as a way that has really motivated people to want to vote for you. Like if you think about like Jeremy um in Second Chances, whenever he said, you know, I, I haven't told anyone that my wife was pregnant, like, and that really appealed to emotions at the right time. And like I know that um like people talk about like Adam Klein, like obviously he he showed that his mom was really sick, and at that at that point, like Obviously, that wasn't the only reason that he won the game, but that was also a really big motivator to show people like, this is what I had to, to do to be able to get here. This is what I had to leave behind. Like, how could you not vote for someone who had to make that big of a sacrifice? So I think that the, if Marianne can play with the emotions the right way and really utilize it, like people think that I'm weird and I've always been an underdog. Now this is my time to shine kind of strategy. I think we might see a different outcome. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of it, like, the thing we said about Adam and Jeremy, I kind of see that as like very different because they're using like their stories outside the game. But I feel like the way Marianne and a lot of other people have been using emotions is that they use like crying as like, I don't know if I'm saying this right. They, they cry a lot and then they back it up by saying like, I was like, not like, I don't know if this makes sense. No. Let me just stop there. Like how, um, if you remember Julie from Edge of Extinction saying yeah. how, like she used emotions as a strategy and people were like, no, you didn't. You were just crying the entire time and you have, you have no game. I feel mm -hmm. like, I feel like Marianne's is kind of a combination of both where like, I feel like how everyone sees her right now is kind of less like the crybaby where I feel like at Final Tribal, or at least up to that point, she needs to pull out like the actual story that is going to win her the vote. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think that we're going to be able to see a lot more of that. I think that we're going to get a lot more features in this coming episode, especially considering it's divided five and five, you know? Yeah. So going into the, our, our Marianne tangent aside, uh, going into this last week's episode, Ryan, how are, how are you feeling about, first of all, how are you feeling about the season? But who are, who are, the, who are some of the people that you, you've been rolling with so far? Or are those people already gone? Um, and how do you see the season potentially playing out based off of this episode? Well, so far this season, I've really been enjoying it because I feel like we've been getting a much more coherent story than we were getting last season. Yeah. I feel like we got to hear everyone's perspective and like the stories all make sense. You know, like they're all joining together at the merge. And I feel like every tribe's dilemmas are now like coming together. Like we see baggage from like each tribe kind of like bouncing off each other. And also as for my favorites, um, my favorite tribe was Ika until the end of the premiere when Zach is voted out. Um, Skinny so guys alive. 
Yeah, but since then I've been I've been rolling with Jonathan, and I I really hope he can bring it home. It's yeah. unlikely, but I uh, I can I can. I don't know. Help. Yeah, I I and I I think that that's really cool that you're super into Jonathan because I think that we all we've talked about Jonathan from the start, and we've said like the same thing. Like, the, the, there's no way this dude's gonna make it to the end. Like, he he's a challenge beast. But like he's after watching how he's performed in the last two immunity challenges. Like, I mean, rewards is is one thing, but like two immunity challenges like that. Like, I think that that he's proving that he can stay under the radar, even being a really big fish in a smaller pond. You yeah, know? Yeah. yeah. As long, yeah, you can go out and win every reward challenge, but if you're not winning immunities, I think that challenge beast label that you've had for most, if not all, of the pre-merge. And probably coming to the merge kind of goes down like this. Oh, oh yeah, but he can't win the big one. So let's yeah. keep him around because oh, we don't have to worry about him right now. We need to get rid of this actual challenge beast and Tori. Right. Um, Can you believe? Um, I did not see that coming at all. Please, please just leave. Please just leave the show forever. <laughs> um, but I, I do think that if if that does continue, let's say he doesn't win immunity. Uh, and the next two, and let's say he just flops uh, in those immunity challenges. He doesn't even come in second or third like he has in the last couple. Um, I think that that'll definitely take the the Superman thing off of him because it's like, right. okay, Superman wins. That's like his whole thing. And if he's out there not winning anymore, then why do I care about this person at this point when there are bigger strategic threats that we need to worry about and bigger social threats that we need to worry right. about? Um, now, Andrew... And he's now aligned with Mike, kind of. Yeah, uh, they're in love. And, they're in love. Yeah. So, you know, and, you know, Mike's aligned with a lot, and we're getting a lot of Mike content um, the last couple of weeks and his relationships with people, which I enjoy because I do really like Mike. I didn't My think that heart. I would at the beginning of the season uh, just because. Um, and, you know, he's, he's, you know, the whole gauge for Mike thing on Twitter oh, is what yeah. I love. And just, the most heartwarming content yeah. we've ever seen on the internet. It's beautiful. Yes. Um. So I do think that Jonathan could be protected right now. It's going to be fun to watch this episode after tomorrow when Jonathan leaves. And I'll be like, oh, yes, protected, huh? Um, I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> do you think, Andrew, like, has, has your perception on, on Jonathan changed? Because I know that he's someone that you, you've been saying, especially from the start, like, hey, like, the, the, he's not going to make, he's going to be a really, like, uh, a really early boot once they get to the jury or once they get to yeah. the bar. Do you think that? Do you think I still feel like he could be. I think that if he escapes a double boot episode tomorrow, um, I'd say next week would be a good time for him to maybe go. Um, but my, I mean, my opinion of Jonathan is eh, I like him. You know, he's he's better than most of the challenged beasts that we've had in the show's history. Um, I don't dislike him like I do with some of the challenge beasts we've had in Survivor history. <laughs> Um, and it seems like he has some knack for how to play the social game. Um, and so the way that he calls Jeff, Mr. Jeff, come Mr. On. Jeff. Like, that, he is the sweetest little nugget. I just want to like put him in a little box and carry him think, with me everywhere. I think it turns me off as the accent because I'm just wondering. Really? Uh, I no. just love him. <laughs> I just love him. Um, yeah, I, I, I do. I do like Jonathan. I'll, I'll, I like Jonathan. Yes. Somewhere's yeah. <laughs> seething. Uh, but I'll I'll deal with it later. <laughs> I can't believe. Uh, and just because of that, he's gonna get taken out next episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I put a curse on him. No, because, oh, well, so my winner pick was Chanel, and as we this episode, jumping the gun a little bit, Chanel does go home, and I think that was 
one of the more predictable ones. And this, and we were talking about this before we went live. This is another one of those. We've had maybe one or two of these so far this season. Filler episodes. And filler does not mean bad. I know sometimes it can be perceived as it being bad, but I feel like, especially the filler episodes this season, it's just more of a, hey, let's build to that next big moment that we're about to right. get. And that next big moment will be happening tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so you need that little grace period, basically, where it's like, okay, yeah, uh, we think Chanel's probably going to go home this episode. Oh, Chanel went home? Cool. But what other things happen in it that's going to set us up for the next episode? And what were the big things that happened in this episode? Um, we'll start with the Drea thing. What were you guys' opinions on the uh, the Drea advantage? Another so, Drea advantage. My, my first thing, like, I, I mean, wow. Um, I'm, have we ever seen someone who's been able to be that lucky and skilled at getting this many advantages in Survivor history? I, I don't think so. Um, but the other, like, so she, I'd like to talk a little bit about like how she even got to the point of getting the advantage, you know, because originally how they they divided it, then one person had to choose a rock where they would not be able to participate in the peanut butter and jelly reward, the sacred PB and J from home, you know? Um, and like, like why? Yeah. And like, and Dre is like, well, I just don't like it. You know? I mean, I think there are a few different reasons that she could have like stepped aside from it. It could have been like her looking that it was like Jack city on the other side and her be like, I think I'm just gonna, like, I'm good. Like this isn't for immunity. I'll dip out. Right. It could have been like, she really just didn't like peanut butter and jelly. Right. Or maybe she, saying, that she actually does not like, twi- uh, peanut butter. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's that, possible, but... but like, I think that the other thing is, I mean, that they've, there's been seasons in the past, like in game changers where they've hidden, um, like different, uh, clues and stuff like that to other advantages. So like, do we think that maybe in, in the back of her mind, she thought that it was an opportunity for her to sit out to, to look for an advantage or Absolutely. what do you guys think? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Run. I feel like she definitely like figured. I mean, like maybe she doesn't because in her confessional she said like I really didn't like PB and J, but I guess I got lucky. I feel like mm-hmm. if she really like thought there was an advantage, she wouldn't have said that. But I mean, that must have been back in her head. She must have thought like you know what, maybe 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 there'll just be something. I'll just go see. And she saw. Oh, there was. What I was surprised to see was that nobody else like challenged her. Like because I'm sure there must have been at least one other person who might have thought you know maybe there's something there. But I guess mm-hmm. once one person steps up and says, you know, I'll sit out, I don't think anyone else is going to, like, challenge him. Like, no, I'll sit out, I'll right. sit out. I think by that point it will become a bit obvious. But Right. What's interesting to me, too, is, like, whenever they did a challenge similar to this last season, Xander did the exact same thing. He was someone who was selected to be on one of the different competing yeah. teams, and he chose to sit out so the other person could participate, which I thought was, like, just super, super interesting. Um, and I, I think that, uh, I don't know. I, I think to me, it was more of a combination. I mean, like, yeah, she didn't like peanut butter and jelly like that. That's very believable. But like, I also just think like she recognized that if Jonathan's on the other tribe and there's no way in hell that she's going to win, like yeah. at least that's what I would do. I want to save that as many calories as I could to participate where it counted. Yeah, I agree. And, and I, I do want to touch on this, uh, comment in the chat real quick about that. Um, I, so the only reason I don't think that Jonathan threw the challenge or has thrown any immunity challenges is because I feel like if he were throwing challenges, they would at least show us a confessional where he says he's doing it so that we know because, uh, yeah. you know, the, the show clearly loves Jonathan. So they want us to know how he's feeling about a lot of things. So right. if he's throwing challenges, 
they're going to want us to know that he's throwing these challenges so we don't be so we're not sitting at home thinking right oh man like jonathan lost oh no um so i i i could be wrong it, it could come out tomorrow that Jonathan threw the last challenge, but I would say that as of right now, I don't right. think that he did because I feel like they would have shown something that said, hey, yeah, he lost on purpose. Right. Oh, and I honestly, like, uh, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, Ryan. I'll really, really quick comment. Um, I don't I don't think that it's in Jonathan's blood to to lose something. He, he's a competitor. Um, he's someone who, like, if he can win by a blowout, he will win by a blowout. We've seen that time and time again. I don't think that it's possible for him to be able to throw an immunity challenge. Um, so I, I don't know. But, but what do you think, Ryan? Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like how Drew was saying that, you know, there's no way, you know, we can want us at home to be thinking, well, Jonathan's losing. But I feel like on the flip side of that, maybe he did tell them that, you know, I am throwing challenges to like for a, as a strategic decision. But I feel like the producers or editors might think that that might sour the viewer's opinion of him. Like, well, like mm. this guy we've been rooting for so hard is like now like suddenly tanking for like strategic. Like, we don't want to see strategic Jonathan. We want to see physical Jonathan. I feel like mm. they don't want to and, see like, yeah. Right. And, and the last two challenges, the, the last two immunity challenges are challenges that typically men, or not just men, but like, well, yeah, I mean, it is typically just men. Like, like big bulky men, like, don't tend to do well on anything that requires balance um, or like maintaining a specific posture for a certain period of time. P men who have like that kind of bicep and that kind of build tend to not be very successful at being able to hold their body in certain periods, certain ways for a long period of time. These challenges that we're seeing them compete in are challenges that um, are very multidimensional. It's not just like who can like jump through this many hoops for the quickest amount of time and then swim and save a whole tribe in the water. Like it's, it's not, it doesn't look like that once they get to the merge because it requires a very multidimensional and multifaceted um, understanding of how to, how to use all, all your skills to, to be the, the sole survivor. And, and we say that, and Jonathan is still finishing. I think the first merge challenge, he was like second or third um and drops, then last yeah. week he was second right yeah he, yeah and so it's not like he's just totally flopping in these he's still the challenge beast that we've seen throughout the season it's right. just that he's run into the the queen of challenges yeah and, and i feel I like believe you're you're being so nice to tori today i'm so proud of you <laughs> i was so frustrated watching this episode because it's like all right yeah they're trying to show us that chanel or romeo are going to go home but in reality it's going to be tori and it's going to be great and the challenges <laughs> are dropping off one by one and it's like all right i guess i'll root for jonathan in this he has to win one eventually right you guess you root for jonathan yeah i guess I'll root for jonathan <laughs> in this. and then he drops and it's like uh i felt the same right, well guess we're doing this again um and I don't know. Everyone knows my opinions on Tori at this point. If you've been if you're listening to the season, you know yeah. that I'm not a one of those Tory stands. And there are a lot of Tory stands uh on yeah. uh Reddit, on the cesspool mostly, not on Twitter. Um gay Twitter hates Tori uh for the most part. Really? And, and I, she, I know she's kind of growing on me. Like I, at I, first, like I mean I think that they, they started by giving her a little bit more of a villain's edit, you know, but I think like come on. Like she's this like jacked woman, like doing all, like being a challenge beast. Like I, I don't know, I'm, I'm eating it up. I'm living for it. I feel like I would like Tori a lot more if she wasn't so anti Jonathan. 
True, but she's she's anti a lot of people. Honestly, also like uh, sorry, I'm, now I'm kind of going backtrack. But like, not only is she really good at challenges, but she's like mad perceptive. Like kind of tying back into what we were talking about with Drea too. Like once she was able to get that red-handed challenge, which hilarious. Um, I she was the only one who was able to catch like the the little streak of red on her arm, and then she also knew that she had something stuffed in her pants. Like no one else noticed that, but Toria. I'm telling you, this girl's gonna make it far, or that she just made a bigger target on her back than it already was. Let's hope you know? so. Let's hope it's the latter, and not the former. But yes, if we want to just segue from right from that to uh, the paint, uh, yeah. do you think this was a good idea on how to? get an advantage you know because you know we've only seen beware advantages pre-merge so far in this new era of survivor and so having a beware advantage happens like oh how they're going to do this they can't say a stupid phrase that uh a challenge anymore so what are they going to do uh and so they you know they add this extra element to it so what do you all think do you, do you think that this is something that they can continue to do like i i my opinion is for pre-merge beware advantages, they're going to have to either tweak it or just get rid of it because people are going to know that if someone says yeah. something stupid at a challenge. Right. But I do think that if they want to keep the beware advantages for the merge on and do things like burying it in a, in a bucket or in a whatever of paint, I do think that that'd be a good idea to like say, hey, you can have this, but people might find out very soon that you do yeah. have this well, Thought. I think I think that like if they utilize the high stake high reward like honestly I don't know if they can do the exact same thing over and over again but like I like the concept of like we didn't even see like the red blood like, the red paint rather kind of look like one um like uh coming at all right and like I so for me and Andrea loved it too like you like she kind of scoffed at herself after she did it you know and I think that that in itself if, if they can do things that really really push the envelope of being caught um, that's going to be something that they're going to continue to utilize. Yeah. I, I really, what I really liked an example of doing this was when they did like the sneaking into the other tribe camp. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that one. Obviously like, now that they're merged, I feel like you could just like, there's an idol, like in the tree of every camp when everyone is sleeping, go grab it, you know, yeah. maybe not something that's like a physical cue, but maybe like, I don't know, like something that not something that like, can leave like a physical residue on you that could like get you later. I feel like, Anything that involves like more like a sneaky execution, like when other people are around, that would be a lot better. Because like she did a great job of like going and grabbing it when no one was looking, but when she got back and that was still on her hand, like obviously like yeah. nothing she could have done about that. But like, here's my question about this, okay? There's a whole freaking ocean, like right yeah, there, right? Like if you were like you got you were covered like from literally like nail to like elbow in in red, like why didn't you just like wash stuff off really quick or be like oh man like yeah maybe i got a scratch you know oh let me just like quickly like, wash myself off in the ocean why didn't you do that you know yeah, and, and well and my whole my whole thing with that is yes that, that, yeah, she could have done anything like that she um literally done anything else than what she did just <laughs> clean it off real quick and then go back to camp and just hope yeah. and like the, the craziest part of that whole thing is you know that you just put your hand you, you who has already done this in the premiere with uh, with the paint and the mud and all that you should know that you should probably look everywhere before you go back because you don't want people yeah. potentially suspecting something is up especially omer and Lindsay, 
who know that there are things hidden and, you know, here, there, and everywhere, and they're the only two that actually know this right now. Hi, um, the oh, bigger hi. thing is, what's up? Oh, no, yeah, uh, hi, Lizzie. Yeah, hi, Lizzie. Sorry, sorry. I was like, why does Omer know? Yeah, <laughs> what Lizzie. did I miss? I, yeah, I, I have Omer and Lindsay in my head because they're from the same tribe. Um, so, hi, Lindsay. But the bigger thing that I wanted to touch on with that is there's there's no chance that Dre gets sent home with everything still intact, right? Like, there's no way she gets blindsided without using anything, right? I, I yeah, so. well, it, it, it could be. I think that, like, uh, so, so she has, what, four advantages right now or four different, like, assets that you can, like, am I right? Yeah, yeah, she, she has the, the amulet, the idol, the extra vote, and the... Beware of um, Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so she has those four things, okay? And how many tribal councils do they have left? They have seven... Is it seven? Seven. Well, technically, she would have six because she's not going to go to one of the two tomorrow. Yeah, and she she couldn't utilize um she couldn't utilize this six to be about four where she can use them. So she theoretically could use one advantage per per tribal council to get her as long as she plays her cards right. That blows my mind. I just realized. Look at look at math. Like giving that's so great. Shout out that. Map. Um, it's blowing my mind. Five tribals and fire making. Josh, thank you. I miss you dearly. Um, so okay, so that that's that's really, really interesting. There, there's no way that people can't see her as a big threat though, because I feel like this is this could be something really similar to Ghost Island, where like Wendell and Dom had literally all the power, and at some point people's backs were just up against the wall and they were like, Well, like damn, like just let them have the pick of the <laughs> shout out to Matt. Uh, just like I have like our pick of the litter. You know what I mean? Um, so I don't know. Like, what do you guys think that she has? That she's still in the best position, or do you think that she's just too much of a threat at this point that people are going to start to try to wipe her out? I what feel like. You? Well, so I, if she was that much of a threat, I feel like it, her sitting out of the reward challenge should have set something off in someone's head, like. This is what she's doing. Everyone in the everyone in the game knows that she has at least something. Everyone knows that she has something. True. They don't know Very what. True. Everyone in the game knows that about at least one of her advantages. Except so, for maybe that, Tori and Rockstory, right? They know about that. No, no, no. They all know. They all know. Never mind. Um, never mind. I, I remember. Good. So something should go should go off in someone's head and say, "Hey, that's cool and all, but Dre is definitely smart enough to know that there's there could be something up." Uh, around this challenge for the people that sit out. So if they really, if they were really were have clocked her as a, as a threat, I feel like that would have made the episode non filler is if all of a sudden it's Dre on the line because right. people realize how much of a threat she is. And right. that could be the storyline going into tomorrow. It could be, are people going to finally smart up on the fact that Drea is this, this, yeah. um, strategic social and um advantage threat yeah or they're gonna you know, let her go you know it would be like so cute and crazy if like romeo re-harnessed the power that dre has been taking from him from the majority right and gathered all his whole group of minions so it would be yeah. like tori and maybe marianne because romeo's gonna have minions now it's gonna okay. happen and then they all come together and they vote out Dregs. They're like, yo, like she's too much of a threat. We gotta get her out of here. Like they all compare notes. I'm calling it right now. That's my hot take. I feel like that would never happen though, honestly. Because okay, I feel like Ryan. Okay. Right. I feel like 
Drea has done such a good job of utilizing her advantages to make like alliances. Like she has her idol alliance with True. Mike and Marianne. She has her amulet alliance with High and Lindsay. And then like, I don't think anyone knows about her extra vote or her knowledge of power. Her idol and her amulet are known. Her she idol knows about, about her extra vote because during the merge, she told Omer, I think oh, Jonathan, yeah, 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 yeah. one other person that yeah, she, she had yeah. that before, yeah. Right, okay. and Romeo knows about her immunity idol because he was there with her. Um, so I just think that it's gonna take one person to, to like be able to be like, can I just say something about Drea? You know, like I know that she has this, and they're gonna be like, yo, what? Like I heard she is this, and I know she has this. Yo, what? Like let's take her. You know what I mean? Like I think that it's it just takes one person to to do it, and it's gonna be Romeo. I changed Ooh. my whole mind. Who are you imitating Romeo though? What? Who are you imitating there? I don't know. I was just I was just, okay. I was just blown. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it would be Romeo though, because like why Ryan? They had that whole segment about how he's like uplifting independent women. Yeah, that until true. Like, true, but like until it's until it's time for him to slit their throat. Well, like why would they mention that at all? Like we've seen him like support Drea, and then Drea has done nothing in return for him except like put him on the bottom, and then yeah, and this is, just vote her out. Like, and that's my thing with Drea this with this season. So I think we have our our set villain is Tori. Um, but I think that our more compelling villain, at least on show, you know, in show is Drea because of her confessionals where she's basically saying, I have no emotional attachments to any of these people. I just True. met them. I don't really care. Um, you know, and she's, she has that little the evil laugh that they use as they pan away to the next scene. And they've done that multiple times, especially in the last few episodes. So I do think that she's being portrayed as like the, the fun, uh, fun uh, villain of the season while Tori's being more portrayed as like the, please get her off my TV villain. Um, <laughs> Cause I'm done with her. I'm so done. I love her. Um, I think she's doing a good so job. She's, she's, she's weaseled her way back into it. Like, here's the problem I have with Tori. I feel like she can't be, that compelling of an actual villain to be taken seriously because her motives are always changing. Like mm -hmm. she never has a goal that like, she's like, I'm gonna do this. Cause like every five minutes she's like, well, I was like this now, I feel like this now, this person's like, she has no allegiances, but I feel like she has no vision. She's yeah. kind of just like talking to whoever, spilling information to whoever without any really kind of like direction. Yeah. True. Yeah. And, and I mean, I like, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna dwell on the, the Tory thing much longer just because okay. like that's been my my theme for the season but at this point i don't like once now that chanel's gone yes they could very easily just target tori next if she doesn't win immunity but what i think is probably going to happen is people are going to leave her alone for a bit and start because they're going to get trigger happy and start trying to go after the big threats um, yeah. And all of a sudden, Tori is sitting there at final six or final five, and it's like, yeah. how did we get here? There's going to be that conversation right. we have in the bathroom at the finale party. How did we get to the fact, you know, that Tori might win this season? Um, she's not going to. Tori's not going to win this season. Everyone I don't think. Knows. Yeah, I don't think that she's getting a winner's edit. But I also like, what is a winner's edit after 41? You know, like I, I don't. I mean, it could be Lindsay for all we know, and what even we don't even. Know that Lindsay existed until a couple days ago. I did because she's in my fantasy league, but most people don't. Um, so and, it'll be interesting. And going off of that, 
they've done so well at trying to remedy things that they did wrong last or that the audience said that they did wrong last season, whether they think they did it any wrong or not is, you know, on them. Right. What the audience said they did wrong last season. My fear is, and this is the only reason that I don't want Lindsay to win because I like Lindsay and I would be cool. I'd be cool if she won if certain things happened. But why I'm not rooting for her right now is if Lindsay gets to the end right now based off of what we've seen so far, and let's say that continues where we get like maybe one conventional from Lindsay and we don't know her backstory and all that and she wins, this season's going to end up leaving a bad taste in people's mouths. True. Because like and it and it's done so well at like remedying everything. And if it just ends like that, it's gonna be like, oh, you guys really didn't listen to us then because people weren't annoyed. Certain people weren't annoyed that Erica won. It was the fact that we weren't shown anything about her. I'm not That's, talking about yeah. the Xander was robbed people. They can yeah. take uh, I'm talking about the people that were annoyed at the fact that we didn't see enough of Erica, even though I feel like we did see enough of how people perceived Erica, at least if Lindsay wins based off the edit she's getting right now. Now for, you know, what I'm hoping happens is she starts getting, they tell her backstory tomorrow. Cause I think besides Wednesday, what's today? Oh, Monday. Monday. Uh, <laughs> uh, but think besides Tori, she's the only person we haven't gotten a backstory for this season. Yeah. You're, I didn't even think about the fact that Tori didn't get one. Yeah. But I do think like, I think you're right. And I think like, I've been like, re, I rewatched the, um, uh, the preview uh, right before we started. And it looks like she's going to be in a position where her big feature is going to be potentially being like Jonathan's counterpart, you know? And I think that that's like, um, I think that's when we're really going to hopefully get more of a Lindsay feature and like know anything about her existence. That would be chill. Like I would like to know a little bit more about her um, yeah. as well as Tori. I want to know a little bit more about Tori too, but maybe because she's getting that like quote unquote villainess edit, like pe people, we don't want to know her backstory or, you know, viewers don't want to know her backstory. They don't care about it because all they, they care about is rooting against her. And, and, and it's kind of a cheat because I did watch her play sequester. So I do, know some of her backstory Tori um, or Lindsay Tori okay. um but we don't we we don't have her survivor on CBS how they portray her backstory and I would I, I do I would actually like to see that as much as mm -hmm. it pains me to say um so anyway uh one last thing that we wanted to touch on uh Ryan how do you feel about the fact that there's no Ponderosa this season I'm devastated. <laughs> Me too. Uh, I'm devastated. I think like that that was that came as a big shock to a lot of the survivor yeah. like Twitterverse and you know just the survivor community cuz Chanel just like dropped like a one word tweet or something like that that we were like what? Like, yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. I what are our theories? Why do we feel like I know that like nothing is um like set in stone, you know, um but do we yeah. have any theories as to why this is something? I might feel like timing was an issue. I don't know, like, because, like, they filmed 41 first and they were able to keep everyone there while they're preparing 42. Now that 42 is over, they're like, well, we have to go home now. But no, that yeah. makes sense. It's during the season still. Ponderosa is still during the season. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really have. Yeah. No, well, I mean, people have been posting on Reddit and everything. And, uh, you know, I, as much as I like to avoid that website, I do, I do occasionally, like, 
move over there just to see what the crazy folk are talking about. And people are posting their think pieces about why they think it is. And people are giving information, posting information that they're claiming is like firsthand and is true. Um, but I, you know, I don't mm. deal in uh, rumor and innuendo as a, a famous wrestling podcaster might say. So mm. I, I don't, I try not to put any stock into what they say until it comes out. Yeah. What the real reason is, um, do you I'm think it will gonna... come out? No. Like, no yeah. Here's out. a crazy outlandish theory. I, I called uh, Kim about this uh, a little bit ago. Hey, Kim, love you. Um, I I have a crazy theory that it's going to be Pearl Islands 2.0, and they're going to come back. The whole jury is going to come back and try to fight them um, from Ponderosa, and then they're all going to, and one person is going to make their way back in. No, no, <laughs> no. Okay. No, believe it or not, they actually Don't did that, that once. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and with Pearl Islands, I, they did that in the beginning. No, they did that right before much. the merge. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah this but, is. But okay, I just feel like you guys, to, you guys need to be more supportive of my. Here's the thing, because I. I do believe there's a 0.0001% chance it can happen because Thank they did do Ryan. that. They have done Ryan. it before. Okay, on this celebrity Australian survivor season, like way back in like 2000, like I think six, they did do that where like, I think at the merch, they brought, no, at like the final five, they brought like three jury members who were on Ponderosa, like eating food. They brought them back into the game and then they like, the three people from Ponderosa like voted out the rest of the other people, and then like the two people in the final two were two people from Ponderosa. See, that's what I'm saying. See, Ryan, but that's a, that's, a, that's that is a horrible ending, don't, though. Don't end with the butts. No, that's exactly what's gonna happen. Um, I, I'm calling it right now. Y'all heard it here live. It's happening. It's it's that. <laughs> I almost called you Lindsay because we were talking about Lindsay. Uh, How dare you? Oh, that's actually a big honor. I take it back. Thank you. Um, if that does happen, I will eat this rock. Uh, so, <laughs> Ryan, thank you so much for coming uh, coming yeah. on. I really appreciate yeah. it. I think we both really appreciate it. We will probably have you back, if not before the end of this season, during our 42 and 42 that we're doing over the summer. I know that you're a fan of at least talking about Ghost Island. Yes. Uh, so when we get to that part of the marathon, uh, maybe a couple episodes along the way. I don't know why my camera went blurry, but we're going to go with it. <laughs> That's um, okay. Once again. It's we, the monster. Yeah, it's monster. the monster that we, we, we've been looking at <laughs> 21. It's finally shown up. When you talk crap about Tori, it, it blurs your mind. Uh, <laughs> um, as we do always, uh, we set a certain time that we wanted to do this. We wanted to do it in 20, uh, and we're at 38. So I think that this means that we had a good time, as always. Yeah, Even for a filler episode like this, uh, we were able to get almost 40 minutes of content out of it. So please subscribe to the channel. Please follow us on all the streaming sites. Um, please leave a comment if you would like. And all yeah, that. Leave, leave us comments. Leave us little love notes. Um, no spam. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. And we will see y'all on the other side.